Hello, everyone. Welcome to our That Week That Was in Europe podcast. My name is Dirk Schumacher. I am the head of European macro research at Natixis, and with me, as usual, is Klaus Adam, professor of economics at the University of Mannheim. Hello, also from my side. So today we want to talk about the recent weakness in euro area manufacturing. We give an overview of how strong the recent pullback was, especially in light of historical trends, discuss possible factors behind the pullback in manufacturing activity, and also whether the recent weakness is a harbinger of more structural issues in the manufacturing sector. But before discussing these topics, let's have a brief look at the latest macro data that came out uh, this week, Dirk. Yeah, the BMI data, as usual, were the highlight in, in terms of uh, short-term indicators. The composite PMI for the month of May declined to a level of 53.3 after 54.1. That is still consistent based on, on past correlations with sequential GDP growth of 0.4. Um, so that, that is still solid growth despite the small decline we've seen. But, and that's the important part, there's a big divergence between the services and the manufacturing sector. So the service PMI remains very strong at 55.3. The long-term average is 52.7 here, while manufacturing came in at 44.6. And that is against the long-term average of 51.7. So manufacturing clearly uh, disappointing here. And that I think is a good segue in our topic today, Klaus. Yeah, so manufacturing is weak, but despite that, and despite all the adverse shocks that have hit the euro area economy in the year 2022, it failed to slide into a recession last year. In principle, it basically stagnated at the end of the fourth quarter of 2022 and also in the first quarter of 2023 with just the minus 0.1 and plus 0.1 quarter over quarter growth rates. And um, this was quite a positive surprise, given all the bad news on the energy front and the war in Ukraine. And we have already discussed why uh, the euro area economy has proven to be so resilient in our podcast at the beginning of the year on January 20. But as Dirk discussed in the data section just a second ago, overall business sentiment is still consistent with solid growth going forward. So it seems your area is avoiding a recession. Yeah, unfortunately, at the same time, the news flow coming out of the manufacturing sector, also, as I just said, is steadily deteriorating. Uh, there's now a de clear decoupling between manufacturing and services in the euro area economy. Euro area manufacturing activity declined by 4.1% on the month in March, and the three-month moving average standards minus 0.2. So a clear deterioration in activity. Um, and th that weakness is coming somewhat as a surprise. I mean, supply chain problems more or less uh, have disappeared, and supply chains seem to be back to normal, at least judging from the many indicators we can look at. And also that the fact that the Chinese economy has reopened by the end of uh, last year with the end of the zero COVID policy, uh, many observers would have expected that this provides at least temporarily a boost uh, to the manufacturing sector in the euro area, but that did not happen. Yeah, quite interestingly, manufacturing weaknesses have been quite unevenly distributed across different euro area economies. On the one hand, we have Italy and Spain, where activity has developed quite dynamically. Uh, 
And on the other hand, there are countries such as France and Germany where activity in manufacturing has been moving more or less sideways ever since the start of 2021. That is for now more than two full years. And the most recent data points also to a slight deceleration in Spain, but Italy clearly looks different. It displayed a further acceleration in this industrial production, even in the past month. But looking um, ahead and, and now concentrating on the euro area as a whole, um, there seems to be further weakness. Um, at least that's what business sentiment is suggesting. Uh, the PMI New Orders Index for the manufacturing sector in the euro area, which slightly leads the PMI Output Index, has started to revert the direction, which points to further weakness uh, going forward, usually a good indicator on that front. Yeah, so let's now briefly discuss how relevant the manufacturing sector is for the whole euro area economy. It accounts for a bit more than 15% of total cross value added, which is slightly less than the so-called retail, trade and accommodation sector. So in terms of value added share, manufacturing is important, but not too important for the euro area as a whole. And the average growth rate in the manufacturing value added was about 0.3% quarter over quarter in the past, which is roughly equal to the growth rate of the overall economy. And this means over longer periods of time that the share of manufacturing output in total output is roughly stable over time. But as we've just heard, the three months moving average of growth rates over the past three months has been a minus 0.2% quarter over quarter, which is half a percent quarter over quarter or 2% annualized below its long-term average. And one special feature characterizing the manufacturing sector is its high volatility. So the standard deviation of the quarterly growth rate of manufacturing output is about 2.5 which is high compared to 1.8 standard deviation for the whole economy. This is so because the manufacturing se uh, sector ex exhibits higher cyclicality than most other sectors. And, and part of that additional cyclicality reflects the so-called inventory cycle. So unlike services, manufacturing goods can be stored and production and consumption do not need to be equal at each point in time. Say, unlike if you go to a hairdresser, the, the production and the consumption happens at the same time. And the fact that it's different in manufacturing gives rise to the so-called inventory cycle that reinforces the swings in manufacturing output as inventories get built up during an upswing and reduced during a downtown, downturn. Thus, despite its relatively small share of the economy, the volatility of manufacturing makes it an important driver of the overall business cycle. Yeah, so much to the facts. Now, Let's discuss the potential causes that may lie behind recent manufacturing weakness in the euro area. We can think of several factors weighing on the sector at this point in time. Factor number one is simply normalization. Output in the manufacturing sector has been strong. It has clearly surpassed its pre-pandemic output level and also lies in real terms significantly above its long-run trend, that is the trend since 1995. This contrasts to activity in other sectors, say the entertainment sector, for example, where the level of economic activity is still 4% below the pre-pandemic level. 
And given the tendency of economic activity to mean revert, that is go back to its long run trend, a moderation in the expansion of the manufacturing sector is perhaps not a terribly surprising feature. And, and the second factor potentially um, having an impact on, on manufacturing weakness is uh, weakening in the global economic environment. So real export growth has been very strong up until Q3 last year, and real exports had been surpassing the pre-pandemic level already in the middle of 2021. Normal exports developed even more dynamically, growing by 20% since the middle of 2021, as exporters were able to rise, increase their prices significantly. So the export momentum now seems to be slowing and sentiment data such as the PMI export orders index point to further loss of momentum. So perhaps the high prices for manufacturing goods have come to haunt the exporters. Yeah, so manufacturing weakness may also be a reflection of another factor, namely the high energy costs in the euro area. This factor would be more problematic because it has implications also for the longer term development of the sector. After peaking in September 2022, gas prices in Europe have declined sharply and currently stand below 30 euros per megawatt. Who would have expected that? It seems unconceivable uh, just a few months ago, but that's what happened. And um, despite that, gas prices and energy costs more generally remain high in the euro area, especially when compared to pre-pandemic times. And uh, this is particularly true for wholesale electricity prices, which are hoovering around a level that is still three times as high as in the pre-pandemic period. It may thus not come as a surprise that the output of energy-intensive sectors within manufacturing remains particularly depressed. And this is especially true for the chemical industry. In Germany, for instance, output in the chemical sector is still at the level of 80% of the pre-pandemic level. That is a shortfall of 20%. And, and much lower than what we've seen in the first wave of the pandemic. So really outstanding weakness there. And another factor driving uh, that weakness, um, and this may come as a surprise, is the car sector. It is still struggling quite significantly. So the turnover of the car sector, including car sector suppliers and, and repairs and sales account for around 7% of Euro GDP and close to 14 million people work in the sector. For now, output in the car sector remains quite lackluster. To understand the size of the issue, one can have a look at the number of new car registrations in Euro area. They are at a level that roughly equals the lowest number reached after the 20 years preceding the pandemic, which is quite dramatic. And the very recent registration numbers again point towards further weakness. Yeah, so the relative weakness of car production is also a function of the transition towards electric vehicles and the slow fading out of the combustion engine. Battery production in particular is still mostly taking place in Asia, which means that a significant part of the value added of any electric vehicle occurs, at least for the time being, outside of Europe. And adding to the pressure is a trend towards rising numbers of electric cars being imported from China. Imports of these cars were basically absent early 2020, but has, have reached levels of around 800 million euros per month 
towards the end of 2022. So the factors explaining manufacturing weaknesses range from relatively benign ones, such as temporary normalization following an exceptionally strong uptick after the pandemic, towards longer-term structural factors being responsible that include high energy prices or more temporary supply constraints, such as the lack of battery production in Europe. To understand now whether longer-term structural issues are the reason behind weakness or more temporary factors, it pays to look at investment spending in the manufacturing sector. Investment spending is an important forward-looking indicator of the relative health of the European manufacturing sector. And of course, it also has direct demand implications for the manufacturing sector as investment in equipment, machines, and intermediate inputs for the construction sector, say, spending you know, for construction sector spending are often produced by the manufacturing sector. And perhaps most importantly, corporate investment spending provides a signal about the, the relative attractiveness of the euro area as a place to do business. Weak investment spending would, it would be indicative that supply side challenges may be longer lasting or at least are perceived to be longer lasting by companies, i.e. those who actually make the investment. To be specific, a sharp decline in investment spending in the car sector and no indication that European car makers are willing to set up battery production in Europe would be a clear signal that the recovery in car production um, back to its pre-pandemic trends is unlikely to occur. Yeah, and the good news on this front for the euro era is that there are no indications that investment spending in the euro area is weak. In fact, the share of investment spending uh, in GDP has been steadily rising over the past 10 years, certainly with some volatility around that trend, and is now hovering around a 10-year peak. This is also true for the different subcomponents of investment spending, machinery and machinery and equipment investment is close to a 10-year high, even though it's displaying a downward trend overall when looking at longer 30-year horizons. And investment in intellectual property is following its long-term upward trend. It now amounts to around 5% of GDP compared to a level of only around 3% of GDP 10 years ago. Although investment spending has been holding up well so far, some indicators point to deceleration in the near term. Capacity utilization, for example, has plunged dramatically over the last 12 months. It's now near level reached during the global financial crisis in 2008-9, which is, is quite surprising. Other indicators, however, for instance, leasing activity. So companies usually use leasing if they buy new machines, and therefore that's a good indicator whether they are buying those machines. Uh, very early indicator, and, and these are holding up well and, and point to still solid investment spending. So overall, the data on investment spending do not provide any clear evidence that the euro era corporate sector is slashing its production capacities, um, even if some indicators offer a more mixed picture. This is true, but there are, or unfortunately, uh, you know, a lot of long-term challenges that the euro area manufacturing sector is facing. And among these challenges, the green transition and the dramatic increase in energy-related costs are arguably the most challenging ones. 
electricity costs for households and companies have been higher than in the US already prior to the pandemic and prior to the war in Ukraine. But the relative cost difference has now increased dramatically. For 2022, which is the last year for which uh, internationally comparable data is available, wholesale electricity prices in the euro area were 18 cents per kilowatt hour, while in the US, they were just 8 cents per kilowatt hour. So that's quite a staggering difference. So the, the medium term outlook for investment spending by manufacturing companies and consequently manufacturing activity will crucially depend on how expectations of future electricity prices will develop. So a rapid expansion of green and cheap energy production in Europe is something that's urgently needed, especially in the electricity sector. And again, it's the, the expectations, the perception of those people making those investment spending, which matters here. Uh, and, and for that, clear signals from the from government side obviously would, would be helpful. Yeah, so coming back to a competitive level of electricity prices in Europe is not something that's going to be easy to achieve. And this is especially true if you take ideologically charged decisions such, uh, you know, that would push effectively in the wrong directions, uh, such as shutting down nuclear power plants, as has happened earlier this year in Germany. But more importantly, the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act will make it quite hard to narrow the relative cost disadvantages, uh, disadvantage in the euro area in the electricity and power sector, uh, because the U.S. has now become such an attractive place for green investment. Studies from the Brookings Institution put the total size of the U.S. subsidies implicit in the so-called Investment Recovery Act at a staggering 1.2 trillion US dollars. And clearly there's anecdotal evidence that European companies are shifting their investments towards the US in response to the Investment Recovery Act. So overall, it's, it's quite difficult at this point to say with any certainty what the, the medium term outlook for the Euro area manufacturing sector is. It could be a cyclical pullback, but it's also very possible that what currently looks like the start of some cyclical weakness turns out to be the early steps of a path towards a permanently smaller manufacturing sector in Europe. Investment spending paints a different picture, but we will see how that will develop and what the future brings. That's it for this week. Thanks for your time, Klaus, and talk to you next week. 